0: Welcome to the Kwekua Henejin Audrey Library. Kwekua Henejin is an African evangelist, prophet, pastor, and teacher of the Word of God. His aim is to reach all the lost souls in the world, no matter the cost. Join us as we listen to our prophet today as he preaches one of his messages from the Love Arena Church, Accra, Ghana. hallelujah praise the lord it's time for the word of god to be with you today and um, i believe that as we are listening to the word of god this um, evening we are going to be blessed changed and transformed for a lifetime in jesus name amen today i want to share with you on the greatest miracle in um, john 3. now a man and his wife went for an afternoon drive in the mountains and as the sun began to set the wife mentioned to her husband that they were low on gas so she pointed out that the gas stations in the mountains were not numerous were not as numerous in the mountains in, as in the city she suggested that they go back to the gas station that they just passed like most husbands This man refused to listen, insisting he knew when and where to get gas. After several miles, he spotted an old country store with a single antique gas pump out front. It was so old, he wondered if it still works. And the husband went inside to ask about the pump and was relieved to discover that the old pump worked just fine. The husband thought, everything is working out great. My wife was wrong. I was right for once. Sure, I was lucky, but sometimes being lucky is better than being good. When he paid for the gas, the husband said to the old mountaineer working the register, It sure is good to be alive, isn't it? The mountain man responded, Can't say I haven't, I have never been any other way. Now, the message of John chapter 3 is about being another way. Now, some of you know what it is to be lost and then to be found. You know what it is to be dead in your sin and to be made alive by a new birth in Christ. Amen. Now, others can experience this new birth today. The Gospel of John is arranged around seven miracles that John calls signs of Christ's glory. Now, the encounter with Nicodemus is not listed as one of the miracles because he does not accept Christ's offer of eternal life. There was a man named Nicodemus in the Bible who was um, a tax collector and was always cheating people and Jesus went to him and offered him the gift of life the gift of eternal life and for him to change and transform himself to become born again but this man decided not to accept and he didn't want it so he stayed the same way but repented and gave the money back so it wasn't noted as one of the miracles because he did not accept Christ's offer of eternal life in the context of chapter 3. but the majestic promise to be born again qualifies as the great miracle amen the greatest miracle and it is great because of the magnitude of the gift and the fact that this miracle is still being performed today for those who receives christ's offer of eternal life now i want to tell you something in joining christ when uh, being born again is basically you coming from your old sinful life into your new life. Now, let me explain what the old simple a sinful life is like. The old sinful life is the mode of you being simple. You don't like to move. You are the same way. You are not changing. You are going to clubs. You are doing this. You are doing that. This and other other things. Other wonderful, not so nice things, you are doing all of them and um, these are some of the things that are sinful some of these things that we do in our old lives were sinful, going to clubs at night eh? standing on the street to wait for somebody to pick us up at night at 11pm you know, uh, what else you know fornicating, having two girlfriends at once and many other different types of sins now when you are coming to accept christ all those things are left behind you some are not left behind but they are actually brought into the new life but there's a limitation or as some kind of moderation to it amen so whenever you join or be born again there's always some sort of weak call it as a miracle. We the Christians call it as a miracle because it is amazing as to how Do you see? Yes. It is amazing as to how it has happened so quickly and so fast that you've been able to accept Christ and to put him in you and to say that this is who I am with. This is who I want to be with. Hallelujah. So basically, this is what being in Christ is about. Whenever you join Christ or whenever you attempt to join someone to Christ and they accept the gift of Christ in their life, it is a miracle because taking it, moving yourself from one place to another is not an easy thing. For example, let's say you've stayed at a place for 15 good years and then all of a sudden, because of one or two reasons, you decide that, okay, I'm going to move. Moving the things is not going to be quite easy despite the fact that you move the chairs, the tables, the things, the chair, you know, everything of that sort, moving away from the memories that you've made in that environment. It's not going to be easy, so we believe it is a miracle because you are leaving all the good things, the, the sinful things that you thought you were go- that were good. You are leaving all those things behind you, and you are coming into a new life, and this new life promises you great and better things and better days ahead. Actually, amen. So I believe that as we are all listening to this message, not only are we going to be blessed, but something will touch us and touch our hearts to be transformed today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Number one, inquiring man. Now this encounter with Jesus reads like a three-act play with a description of an inquiring man named Nicodemus. So I'm coming to show you what Nicodemus was like. And I don't know what he was doing and when Christ came to him. I'm going to show you the story of the miracle of Nicodemus today. Tomorrow, we meet at the same time. Our, this is, um, tomorrow is the last day of Wager Day 2 in Accra, Ghana. Amen. So, um, it, an, a, an inquiring man named Nicodemus, and Act 2 consists of a dilemma where the main character is presented with an interesting uh, mystery. In the third act, Nicodemus is invited to resolve the mystery by responding to the invitation of Christ. Though we find several harsh criticisms of the Jewish religious establishment in the Gospels, the scripture describes Nicodemus as a devout leader who is genuinely seeking divine truth. And as a practicing Pharisee, we can conclude that Nicodemus was religious. He was politically active and educated he was financially secure he had money and he was a respected leader now for his day nicodemus had everything the world had to offer but he was lost he, even though he has everything he's still lost he's still le- missing or leaving something else because he doesn't have jesus yet now watch this for um he was unsaved he possessed a sin sick soul that needed God's amazing grace to de- deliver him from sin. So, you see, his soul was unsaved. His soul hadn't been appointed or invited into Christ yet. So, despite him having everything that the world has to offer, he was still lost. He was still lacking one more thing that the world, sorry, that God has to offer, and which is the gift of life by accepting Jesus Christ. Amen. So the Bible says that God has set eternity in our hearts. That, that is to say, meaning that when we are going to heaven, eternity, that is the next life, it's in our hearts. So if we believe that we are going to a next life, you will go. But if you don't have faith or you don't believe that there's something called or there's something seeming like a next life, there will be no such thing for you. And you tend to wonder that why is it like this why is it like that and why didn't i get this do you see so all these things are factors as to how um christianity is built so if you believe it you shall have it that is christianity christianity or being born again is also basically joining christianity and one thing that i want you to know about christianity is that christianity is all about believing it's all about faith and loyalty faith is basically having belief in something we are believing something so for example if somebody tells you that I just want a thousand or a million dollars for this event for that event for whatever you will believe them but before you believe them you have to see it with Christianity you cannot see it you only see it by the spirits So if you are not able to access or understand that aspect of Christianity, you always think that Christianity is some sort of formed up, you know, is some sort of formed up thing that we are all talking about and all deceiving ourselves about. But it is basically because you don't understand the modes and the acts and the ways of Christianity. So that is why. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to go on and tell you that. The world and the experiences it offers testifies of god's glory but the world can never satisfy the deepest desires of the soul you see in as much as there's everything i mean everything on the face of the earth to have right it is still not enough for our soul that that is to say it is still not enough for our soul to have it is not content yet it wants it six more you see it six more. So what do you have to do? What you have to do is that you have to give your life to Christ. That is where your soul will be content. How are we so sure? Because I have been a testimony of it and by standing here today telling you about this, I also believe that there is going to be a change for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. so. If we are hungry, we can find food to satisfy our hunger. If we are thirsty, we can find water to quench our thirst. And if we desire companionship, we can find relationships to help our loneliness. Now, if we desire mystery of adventure or adventure, the world offers an unlimited supply. But there is only one source that can satisfy the longing of the soul which is to connect with Almighty God. Now, the philosophers call this desire a God-shaped vacuum that could never be filled with any created thing or person. Only the creator himself can fill a heart or soul made for eternity. Now, one of my siblings' favorite stories that I've read numerous times at bedtime is Are You My Mother? In that story, a baby bird hatches while his mother is out gathering food and the baby bed goes to different animals and even a tractor asking are you my mother it's a funny children's story but don't miss the eternal truth we instinctively know that we are meant for a relationship that is bigger and beyond ourselves we are made to experience a relationship with or heavenly father the creator of the universe number two going to be sharing with you on intriguing mysteries now jesus responds to the inquiry of nicodemus with an intriguing mystery of being born again now many of us have heard the phrase of all our lives so we fail to grasp how strange the words would have been to nicodemus for hearing it for the first time amen so in the gospel of john several illustrations are used to describe eternal life and in addition to being born again john refers to eternal life as light as living water and as living bread now the terminology is an illustration that communicates spiritual principles that nicodemus should know as a teacher of the scriptures but he didn't know this yet because he failed to understand the ways of god had he given his life to christ and had his soul been saved he would have access to the wisdom of god the grace and the mercies of god and many others of that sort and he would have even known this and beyond that so you see when you give, when you don't give your life to christ or where you are not saved you really do not have as much intellect as you would with the wisdom of God you really do not have much you know intelligence as compared to when you're born again and receiving and having the wisdom of God in you to create wonderful and inspirational ideas amen so in the gospel of John Uh, um, The terminology is an illustration that communicates spiritual principles that Nicodemus should know as a teacher of the scriptures. Now the concept of being born again, what is being born again? The concept of being born again reveals the spiritual principle of unseen reality. Now Jesus proclaims that a man needs to be born twice, once by water referring to a physical birth and a second birth by the spirit of god we all experience a natural birth, but only those who believe in christ are born again so all this work all this being born again it comes from you at the end of the day it points back to you you need to believe it in order for you to have it in order for you to receive it amen so the more that you trust and you believe and you have faith in God that indeed I am changed and transformed for a lifetime so shall you have in the mighty name of Jesus Christ amen now the concept of being born again reveals this uh, spiritual principle of unseen reality like I told you when you are joining Christianity you immediately you become born again you've entered into Christianity right that is what happens in most churches you join Christianity now there are principles that we need to understand in order to be able to experience this in its fullest and simple form amen well now one of those ways or one of those things is um one of those ways or one of those things is by uh one of those ways or one of those things how to do that is basically by accepting in our heart that it's possible and it can be done because all of this work comes from you at the end of the day it comes from your heart and it comes from you believing and actually having faith, absolute faith that indeed the Lord can change and transform you, renew and restore you, can heal you of any sickness if possible Amen so um. While the terminology have may have been new to Nicodemus, he was familiar with the Bible or the biblical teaching that is God in spirits. God is not in nature as pantheists believe. God is greater and he transcends nature. So that is why we say that God is omniscient, he is everywhere, he is not in one place, but he is everywhere at any time and in any place, amen. So this is one of the qualities of God. When you join Christ you are basically formed and in the image and in the likeness of God now when you were not born again you had that but it wasn't working as effectively as it should do you see so this is what was happening what was happening was that we as Christians had that nature but we did not know how to use it but immediately we came into Christ and accepted his goodness and his mercy and his unfailing favor this is what we have and this is the blessings that we experience amen so he's greater in he transcendent nature he's in the skies he's watching all of us right now and go if we are going to do something after uh, being here for this campaign He's going to see it whether it's good whether it's bad And eh? he's going to see it everything he sees he, he's beyond the explanations of nature amen, so Relating to God is not just an academic exercise. We haven't seen him yet We haven't come face to face with him yet but we believe that he's there because we can see his power in spirits That is why everything related to christianity is like unseen reality but it happens it's not seen but it happens that is how christianity is so you must develop that mindset that this is what christianity is about it's about unseen reality about the thing not being seen but it is happening according and by and to the spirit hallelujah so Relating to God is not just an academic exercise, but it includes the mind. It includes the mind, but knowing God is a spiritual experience of the soul. So, the more you get to understand of this unseen reality, the more that it begins to work effectively for you because you know that you will not see Him yet, but someday you will see Him. Amen. Oh, yes. So, Jesus directs Nicodemus to consider spiritual you know, issues, then reveals the urgent responsibility of the message he's teaching. Now, Jesus makes perfectly clear what upsets many people in our culture, that is, in the Christian heritage or in the Christian culture, when he declared that one must be born again by the Spirit of the one true God, or a person will not enter the kingdom of God. Now, this is what prevents or obstructs many, many people from being born again. don't like the idea of not going into the kingdom of god but it is how the uh, the terminology or the thing was built you can't change it that is how it was so you can't change it that is how it has been since the formulation of the world that is how it has been so you can't change it or you cannot tamper with it that is how it is amen are you still around oh yes so um now dr joseph Stowell. now he was a former president of the what do you call it he was a former president of the modern of the moody bible college dr joseph stowell a former president of the um what is it moody bible college was asked to participate in a community prayer breakfast shortly after after 9 to 11. Now he describes in his book the trouble with Jesus, the disappointing experience of listening to speakers, and the spell Jesus and strip him of his rightful claim to supremacy. Now Stowell accurately describes the distinctive claims of jesus christ and he said let's face it while not exclusive in the wideness of his mercy jesus is exclusive in his claim that he is the only solution for our sin problem and the only way to god and he that he is god and jesus is the central issue that separates me from hindus from muslims from jews from new age adherents and the advocates of any other religion now, his claims are unique. Without shame, he claimed to be the way, the truth, and the life. And no one can come to the Father but by me. Stowell, and the tr- uh, that was Stowell, The Trouble with Jesus, part 17. Now, I'm about to close up here. Jesus' teaching on the exclusive entrance into the kingdom is not an arrogant claim, it is a bold and an inspiring message. Now his invitation to be born again is available to all jesus would explain a few verses later in the text by saying that eternal life is available to whosoever believes in him so meaning that you have to believe in him you have to have faith in him you have to put your trust in him trust is valuable but with god it cannot be broken and it cannot be tampered with it's secure it's not like trusting a human being and letting them disappoint you this one you are trusting God, the maker and the creator of the universe. He created all these things that you are seeing. All these trees. All these things that you are seeing. Everything, he did it. For our sake. Even though we don't deserve it. Even though he knew what we were going to do. He did it for our good. Amen. So, at the end of the day, the least that we can do for him as believers or as Christians is that we should just believe in him if you are a new convert or a new Christian I want you to know that the least that you can do for God is to just believe in him and in his word and in his good news to believe in him his word and his good news and believe me so much blessings are going to come from believing in god believing in him and believing in his mighty works in jesus name amen so the least that we can do for god i'm speaking to everybody is to believe him to just give him our faith and our trust that is the best thing and the most final thing that we can do for him that you appreciate dearly amen now his invitation to be born again is available to all now Jesus would explain a few verses later in the text saying that eternal life is available to whosoever believes in him and Jesus is the ultimate equal opportunity employer he joyfully accepts all races whether black whether white whether uh, native whether mixed whatever it is he accepts everybody Men and women, rich and poor, young and old, Jesus saves the sin reading and the self righteous. Now not only is being born again available to all, it is accomplished by God. And a person does not bear himself. Now the use of this metaphor communicates the biblical truth that without Christ we are dead in our sin, with no hope of our saving of saving ourselves. we need god to do for us what we cannot do now the Greek, the greek verb translation born is an always passive which is a fancy way so saying that something happened to us so god is the one performing the action upon the person who is born again so after you have after you've believed he's going to do the rest of the work the rest of the action amen now often errors verbs are transferred or are translated in now okay the aorist tense of the verb also communicates that a person does not have to get saved multiple times the aorist tense of the verb is that a person does not have to get saved multiple times you only need to be born again once often eras verbs are translated in past tense you may have heard a country preacher talks about being born again, which is poor English grammar but a great theolo- a theology. theology. And God ap- accomplishes our salvation. He performs a creative work to give us a new spiritual life, a one-time, good-for-eternity entrance into the kingdom of God. Now, as you consider the encounter of Nicodemus with Jesus Christ. How would you describe your spiritual condition are you interested in spiritual things are you questioning the exclusive claims of christ are you willing to honestly consider the consequences of rejecting christ this incredible encounter illustrates that we all need to be born again and the bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and the world will never meet the deepest hunger of your soul So, will you accept God's offer to be born again today? And will you receive the greatest miracle? So, I believe that as I've shared this short message with you, you are blessed, you are impacted, you are changed, you are transformed, renewed, and restored for your lifetime. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, at this moment in time, wherever you are watching from, um... I want you to take a very vital decision now. Think about the things that you've done in your life in the past few years, past few days, past few months, and analyze it and think and say, would these things allow me or permit me to go to heaven? Would these things allow me to be there? Would these things permit me to be there? So, Father Lord, if you, be- if you believe that those things will not allow you to be with God, I want you to lift up your hands and say this prayer with me in order to be born again. Being born again is just by simple prayer. So, don't miss this opportunity now. You can get it anywhere, but in as much as you have joined this wonderful service, receive such a blessing i want you to lift up your hand right now and touch your heart right now yes touch your heart put your hand on your heart and lift up your hands lift up your hands and say these prayers with me father in the mighty name of jesus today is the day i have made my decision I have come to you this evening at this campaign of evangelism to ask for forgiveness and mercies that I have sinned greatly against you. And forgive me for my foolishness and my daftness of not accepting you earlier. Father Lord, I appreciate your presence in my life. I appreciate you in my life. Father Lord, thank you. lord as i put my hand on my heart right now cleanse me change me transform me by my words and by my spirit. may the things of my life change massively may they take a turning point father lord redeem me restore me and help me to become a better person in christ father lord The last I would like to ask of you is that you write my name in the book of life and forgive me for all my sins that I've committed in my old life through my childbirth to my current state. Father Lord, forgive me. Father Lord, forgive me. We love you. We adore you. And we cherish your holy name. We thank you for this opportunity. And we thank you for the word. The word that changes us. In the mighty name jesus christ amen i want you to know that brethren if you said that prayer you have been changed you have been transformed you have been renewed and you have been restored unto the life unto the new path and the new directions of christ in the mighty name of jesus christ Thank you for listening to today's message. This message was brought to you by Quaker Energy Ministries, The Love Arena Church, Love Arena Media Productions, and Love Arena Music. Did you enjoy today's message? Do you want to hear more of the Word of God? Simply search for Quaker Energy Love Arena on any one of these audio podcast platforms. Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. You can also search for Quaker Ohanogen on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. God bless you and see you another time for another wonderful message ministration by Quaker Ohanogen.